Boom, what's happening everybody? Welcome to another episode of Real Drug Talk. My name is Jack Nagel and on this podcast we talk about all things drugs, alcohol, addiction, uh, addiction recovery and anything else that decides to float into my thick brain. Um, Look, today something a little bit different um, and purposeful though because we're stepping up our game a little bit on YouTube. Um, So... Uh, we're actually trying to step up our game across all the different social media channels. Um, as I think I've mentioned before, this was the plan <laughs> at the start of the year um, until life threw a bit of a curveball um, personally for me and, and everything's just been a shambles. But that's okay. We're, we've had a couple of false starts as well, but we're trying to um, get things back up and running and yeah, there's no better time to start your year again um, than in the 10th month of the year. So, um, yeah, with that being said, I'm excited about uh, like some of the new things that we're doing and what we're trying to do with our social media uh, channels so that everybody knows um, is that not only do we like want to produce more content and put more stuff out with more um, guests and interesting people and, you know, different stories and all that sort of stuff, but we really want to try and build community and try and create like a safe space. Um, and yeah, just try and kind of, I suppose, like personalize stuff a little bit and create something where people feel comfortable to not only consume things, but also engage back with it as well. So um, we would love if you could be a part of that and uh, yeah, just help us out on social media, not necessarily by like following or anything like that, but um, just engaging and creating that two-way conversation because you never know where things are going to go. Um, so, yeah, so um, what we're going to start doing on the podcast as well is that there'll be like some separate YouTube clips that go up that are completely different from the full-length podcast. The full-length podcasts are all going to be up on YouTube soon as well, which will be cool. Um, and, yeah, just start to kind of create a bit more of an in-depth channel around different things. Um, one of the things that we're really going to focus on for this year, um, <laughs> for what's left of it, and next year is, you know, building um, some of the stuff that we do within, like, um, the professional space. So what I mean by that is, like, for uh, workers in the AOD sector, um, we've got a few plans there, uh, and some of the policy work that I do, you know, trying to broaden that out um, with some passions and interests that I have. So, yeah, some of that stuff will come. But what I'm trying to say is for all you awesome people out there that listen to the channel um, who are you know, workers in the space, in the AOD space or the mental health space. Um, Hopefully we can have some more stuff coming. Um, So yeah, so this um, podcast that we're putting out originally aired on on my YouTube channel, um, which is Real Drug Talk as well. So if you haven't, head over there and subscribe because there's going to be lots of different new stuff and and content and we've been posting a few different things and growing slowly, which is cool too. So um, yeah, uh, would, would love if you can join that. I guess the, the couple of things that I wanted to talk about, the real way that you guys can um, help us build community for everybody else is 
being a part of the email list, which is just going to be an email newsletter that's going to have a whole bunch of different stuff that comes out on it. Nothing too crazy, but just one to two emails a week. It's called the Hump Day Om. Uh, you can check out um, that in the show notes as well. But yeah, that, and, and I don't just, again, want it to be a broadcast email. Like I want people to reply to me. It's actually my personal email. So even if you sign up through Real Drug Talk, you'll get emails from Connection Based Living. There will be direct to kind of consumer, to people looking for help, um, emails that go out. Um, there'll be a lot of emails that have nothing to do with that at all as well. So yeah, it's just kind of a mixture again. We want to like build community in that area. I suppose the other one is like the Facebook group that we have that's kind of starting to grow, which we'll be posting on and, you know, every other bloody social media channel. Um, we're the biggest on TikTok. <laughs> we're going to start going live on that, you know. So there's lots of different stuff. Anyway, I don't want to ramble on too much, but I just wanted to take a moment to say thank you to you guys for following us and supporting us. Um good to be back and excited for everything to come for the rest of this year and next year um and yeah just uh, uh looking forward to creating a bit more community with what we're doing and and pushing a few bits and bobs out um so uh before i jump into the show um and this episode's for families particularly by the way um everybody can listen to it and get something out of it but this one will be for families uh yeah so expect more podcasts expect more videos to come out on uh youtube expect more everything emails tiktok all that sort of stuff um and uh yeah let's just uh support each other heading into the new year so uh for people looking for help um you can reach out and contact us at connection based living that's our uh, coaching program where we help people to get um recovery and change things up around addictive patterns without having to go to rehab um so if that sounds of interest to you can click the link and book in a call and do all that good stuff using um, the links below. Also, um, we put out a book um, or I put out a book. It's called 99 Problems But Addiction Ain't One, 11 Definitive Steps to Get Recovery Without Rehab. Um, so yeah, we've just rejigged what we had previously um, uh, to make it a bit more updated. But there's a lot of like training that goes along with that as well. Uh, and it's only five bucks. Um, so the links for that are there too. If you've already purchased that book, um, we've just sent you for free, you know, uh, the new version and everything else attached to it. So you should have access to that if you check your emails. Um, and yeah, guys, uh, enjoy the show and look forward to vibing in your ears again soon. Peace. YouTube fam in today's video we actually have a chopped up clip from a full-length podcast interview that I did with an amazing lady named Edwina Story. Now Edwina is actually a journalist and has a pretty good understanding of some of the social issues that exist in culture and society however more importantly um, she's a sister of a brother who struggled with meth addiction for so many many years um, and in today's clip we just wanted to highlight some of the ridiculous and tough challenges that family go through when they're trying to support their loved one and get them into services and treatment. Um, thankfully, this is a good news uh, story and her brother is doing really well. But again, we wanted to put together this clip to highlight what so many people struggle with for so many years um, and basically have to like pitch their case 
to try and get their loved one help, which is just insane. Um, so um, to help us make some noise with this clip and get some change happening, if you relate to this and you're a family member or you're someone experiencing uh, addictive patterns, we would love to hear your thoughts and experiences in the comments. Um, and we would also love if you could like and subscribe our videos. It helps us to hack the algorithms and reach more people, hopefully getting them some help. So enjoy, today, enjoy today's video and tell us if you relate. Peace. Do you, should I tell the whole story? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah. sure. Okay. So I um I was up in the Sunshine Coast, uh, being a journalist and stuff. Yeah. And <laughs> I uh, was working on a Saturday new shift, um, and I got a call from my little brother. Yeah. Um, and our relationship, because of his struggles with substance abuse um he we kind of my previous oh gosh our relationship had waned yeah yeah um I think it had been through so many twists and turns and over the last couple of years I had been trying really hard to get him into rehab so he'd have yeah. like he'd been doing um ice from when he was I think 17 but he would have to correct me um, and then he, yeah, he'd been to a couple of rehabs before, um, one which was funded, you know, in large part by Hillsong, which I have many thoughts about. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, but yeah, and then last year during the pandemic, no, the year before that in 2018, I was trying to get him in to rehab because, I mean, as you know, he would have these windows of like, okay, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. And, um, and so I tried to get him in, but then the wait list was too long and it would always like, the the window of opportunity would pass before he was able to get a bed yeah and so that happened in 2018 and 2019 and in 2020 as the pandemic was just cramping down on the world yeah. and um he rocked up on my doorstep after having a hard time kind of living out of his car uh it was april so everything was burning down uh, <laughs> and i was like now is the perfect time to go to rehab there's nothing else to do there's everything's turning to fire so now's a great time and unfortunately i just just couldn't get him in the wait list like and at that time from memory um the rehab clinics were sending people off to different clinics and locking down completely. And there was just nowhere to get anyone in. Yeah. And I think, well, here in Victoria, I'm pretty sure the same in um, New South Wales and all over the country as well. There were all the rehabs, which just made it so fucked up, even worse than it normally is. They were doing like half capacity um, to, mm. to fit in with like, you know, COVID stuff and whatever. So yeah, it would yeah. have been a nightmare. Yeah. And then, so, um, but that kind of window of opportunity passed and then um, a whole bunch of unusual life circumstances occurred where I ended up uh in Queensland uh yep. I had to move from Sydney and then uh after that like last stint of trying to get him in uh yeah we kind of we go through pockets of not really talking for a long time yeah um because uh often I would find he was just calling in for money really yeah yep. um because he needed help Yep. And so, and sometimes I had the capacity for that and other times I didn't. Yeah. And, um, but then I'm on this Saturday news shift and I'm like making audio documentaries and shit. And then I got this call from him and um, I declined it. Cause I was like, I, I don't have time for this at the moment. I'm on deadlines. Yeah. 
And then um, he called again and I answered it and he said, um, Edwina, I've got HIV. And wow. Just it, like straight off the bat like that? Yeah. Yeah. And then kind of broke down as you would. And he was in this, um, I could hear he was in just a hospital bed and there was people around him. He didn't have any privacy. And I was just like, it's okay. I'll come and get you. It'll be fine. Fuck. And he was in the Gold Coast. And so that's like two hours away. And then, um, so I just called my boss and I was like, I can't finish any deadlines. I, this has happened. And I got in the car and drove to the Gold Coast to get him. Wow. And uh, how would you describe like emotionally at that time? Like, what's that like on the other end of the phone as a family member, just hearing that you, uh, yeah, I oh, couldn't imagine. I was distraught. Yeah. It was, um, it was scary. Cause I also, you hear about HIV, but I didn't know. And I knew it was an autoimmune issue, but I didn't know. I was like, but what actually is it? Like, what the fuck happens? Like, I know you're okay yeah. now, but what, what does it really mean? How long does it last? Like, what, what's the deal? And so, um, I called my partner, Claire, who's a scientist. And I was like, well, I need you to Google HIV and blood <laughs> tests and all this kind of stuff. And Claire was reading me articles as I was just like, like hammering it down this motorway to go and get him. Um, and yeah, it was kind of scary. Cause it was like, it's, it like, wasn't good news and Claire had to kind of break it to me and be like well yeah it's not right but it could be okay yeah um so then I went and um collected him and then it just felt like this strange brother sister relationship where it was like ah so how do you think you got this and what do we do next and I was just like I feel like we need to go home to mom and dad like I feel like yeah that's what that's what's that's what you should do right now luckily it was in a, a window when the border between Queensland and New South Wales was open oh could you imagine <laughs> oh my god yeah but there was um it was a one in 60 year rain event so the Pacific Highway closed down it was a fucking nightmare it what wow. what would usually take 12 hours to get to Sydney took um 30 32 yeah. and but also I called so many people for help. I yeah. called friends who worked in um, HIV taboo research. I call like um, my partner called their sister who called someone else to find out like where you go. Because um, when my brother and I first found out, I sat down on the Sunday morning after we'd you know, had this night driving back from the Gold Coast because I did the two hours there, got him and the wow. two hours back. And as this like, looming weather event was building up and then we got we sat down outside on the Sunday and it's like okay helplines who are we gonna call and we tried calling like I called oh my gosh I called Akon I called Queensland Health I called so many helplines and they all just looped around in this like the office hours are currently not in operation please yeah. call this other hotline and then um yeah it turned out there was this one clinic in Darlinghurst and called the Kirkton Road Centre, which is a lifesaver. It was amazing. Awesome. And we just belted it from Queensland to Darlinghurst. What What was your experience with, yeah, the treatment centres, just as a family member engaging with it? And, you know, you mentioned even when 
which is not directly related to alcohol and drug treatment, but still in that sort of whole health space, you're calling all the different hotlines and stuff like that. Like, yeah, like, is it just like a pretty uh, hopeless thing when you're ringing around and, and trying to get help? Yeah, well, I think because because of this issue with so many people needing support and so mm. few resources and so few, when, when it comes down to it, just beds available, it's yeah. kind of like hitting a brick wall over and over again. And I had one moment which um, is in this podcast episode where I was, and I also have videos because I was going to make a short kind of doco on, a, on about how families deal with drug addiction. That until would be amazing. It became, well, but I was going to do this in last year in the pandemic, but it just, uh, uh I, it just got too personal and it yeah. just got too hard to do. And I had to um, back down from it, but uh, I feel, yeah, I had this one moment when I was pitching to this uh, uh, caseworker and because he said to me, why should I let your brother in over anyone else? Like there are so many people waiting to get into a bed. Mm -hmm. If he's been through rehab before, why should he be the one who gets it over someone else who hasn't been through, who hasn't had the opportunity before, <laughs> which is a, a valid point. Um, and, but I had to just realize like, well, he's just been diagnosed with HIV. This is like a hugely personally impactful, um, diagnosis. He needs medical support and he needs psychological support. And, and this is potentially a more valuable, uh, window to capitalize on than yeah. any other that he's had. Yeah. And what, what response did you get? It was actually, it was really nice. The guy was like, it disarmed him and he was like well he's lucky to have you and that yeah. was um that was really nice but he's like but also he has to be the one to call so if yeah. he calls then so, and it's I think that's when a hard when it comes to family members with um with people that they love who are struggling with addiction is you're trying to do everything that you can to help them and you want to do what you know they can't like I don't think my brother would have had the capacity to be able to pitch like that at the time yeah. and be like, this has happened and that's happened and this is why it's worth doing. Um, and yeah, but then even though your family members have, uh, may, and maybe they have more of the financial capacity to be able to support, but um, sometimes it's just like the, the system won't allow it. Yeah. And can I ask, was that through like a public service or was that like, that was a... private. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so you couldn't even get a bed in a private mm -mm. service. Yeah. yeah. And I've called so many, I'm like in 2018, I must've called 20. Um, at, yeah. And just like ringing around and all over it. Okay. People, that was just... another episode. I hoped you enjoyed the little cutaway. Um, the full episode, I believe, is episode 71. If you want to go and listen to that, um, look out next week for some more contest, uh, contest <laughs> content coming through on the Real Drug Talk podcast. We've got some awesome guests lined up. So looking forward to bringing that to you. Um, have a safe week, everyone. If you need help, links below in the description. Until next time, peace.